Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy with you. Oilers now, where guests receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. It opens up at 4, like tomorrow, on an Oilers game day. All right. Full disclosure, uh, we had to pre-take this interview because Elliot is working the Maple Leafs Winnipeg game. Uh, Elliot Freeman is our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, Trent and Travis Wilhawk, they'll take care of you. Elliot Friedman appears every Wednesday in Oilers now for Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Let's get to our conversation with Elliot Friedman. Elliot, uh, we'll get to the Edmonton Oilers in a second. Obviously, it's going good with 14 straight wins, but the number one story right now in the hockey world, in fact, in Canada, is the fact that uh, five former 2018 Canada World Junior players have been told to surrender to face charges of sexual assault. That's the lead in the Globe and Mail story. Um, take us uh, through what you what you know at this time. Well, Bob, I, I think that it was clear that behind the scenes, and I think I mentioned this around the Board of Governors uh, last month uh, when they met in Seattle, is that things were really stalled until we knew if there were going to be criminal charges. Um, I think there was a lot of talk behind the scenes about what could be done or what should be done, but I just think it was it was difficult, um, you know, because of the, the lack of criminal charges and the lack of a criminal outcome. And now it looks like, although there isn't going to be a media conference in London until February 5th, another 12 days from now, um, it looks like we're getting something. And I don't think this is the end. I think this is just the start of another phase. But at least we're going to get an idea, it looks like, of, of what exactly a criminal case could look like. And... You know, I, I think we're all curious that if criminal charges are announced, do we see any announcement from the NHL? And, you know, where do we go from here? Um, but it's obvious that this is a, a very significant phase. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've seen players take leads from their NHL teams. Um, everybody's drawing lines from one place to another. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think we've now entered sort of the next phase of this awful, awful story, and I think what people are wondering is if we could see discipline. All right. At least not criminal court discipline, but, you know, league discipline. Yeah, and so do they wait for the verdict before they end up disciplining from a league perspective? Uh, I don't know. I Like, the, the, the again, I'm not in a position where I know this 100%. 
but I had been told by many people it was very, very difficult to do anything with no charges, but if there were charges, it opened up the opportunity at least for the league to do something. So we'll see. And how much just discussion do you envision has taken place to this point behind the scenes between the NHL and the NHLPA? A lot. A lot. I think it's been, obviously it's been, you know, it, it's been a big topic in the sport ever since the story was initially broken, right? And it was sort of like, you know, what, what's going to happen? Where are we going here? What do you know? And like I said, the absence of criminal charges made it very difficult for any clarity. And I think, you know, there've been a couple of investigations done, one by Hockey Canada, which is still in the appeal phase, and one by the NHL, and I don't know where that is. But, you know, one of the things I do know is that there was concern about releasing those, uh, uh, releasing those reports without any proof in a court of law. And so, look, I, I, I just think, Bob, it's, um, it was it, like there was a lot going on, but, it, you know, with, without the courts being involved, not civilly but criminally, it made things very difficult. All right, Elliot, let's pivot. The Edmonton Oilers are in a 14-game heater. Is this, yeah. is this a team that is uh, sort of reaching the, its zenith of potential here and back to maybe where the expectations were at the start of the year, albeit uh, with a, a coaching change after a difficult 3-9-1 start? Uh, well, look, like I, I look, they won 14 in a row, and they kind of sleptwalked through that one last night a bit, or last night a bit, Bob. But they, you know, they found their legs in the third period. I mean, that's one of the biggest differences is they weren't very good, and Skinner held them in it. Like that, at the beginning of the year, that wasn't happening. So I think last night, in a lot of ways, is a, is a perfect example of just the kinds of changes that you guys may, have made and how much better you are. And um, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that you guys have been very good and look, uh, you've passed the Kings and now I think you're going to try to see if you can give the Golden Knights a run. Yeah. 18 and two for Stuart Skinner in his last 20 games, a 1.88 goals against average and a 933 save percentage. At one point this year, Skinner was double-digit uh, minus goal saved above expectation. He's now almost plus four. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, he was a huge part of last night's win. But uh, clearly he has settled down in between the pipes. Yes, I mean, he has. Uh, he's been he's been much better. Look, like, he's a good goalie. And he, did it to, and he wasn't very good. Look, like, Bob, we have talked a lot about this. You know, I think the health of McDavid and Ekholm taking huge turns for the better has been your biggest factor. But the second biggest factor is your goaltending has stabilized. And, you know, like, I, I just refuse to believe that the Oilers were as bad as they looked. Me too. At the start of the Me year. Too. Um, just as, you know, and, um, you know, that's, that's, and, and we've been proven right. Now, I got to tell you, you know, you guys have a long way to catch the Knights, but you've got a lot of games in hand. That would be a hell of a first-round series if it happened. Yeah, no question about that. During the Soilers' 14-0 run, we're joined by Elliot Friedman from Abe's Door Service. Elliot, during the 14-0 run, Warren Fogle uh, with five goals and 14 points, uh, Ryan McLeod with seven goals and 12 points, and then Dreisaitl and McDavid each with 12 points. And so at least five on five. 
there, there's been some contributors, and what an opportune time for Fogel to do it. He's in a contract year. Yes. And you know what? Like, there was a time, I think, where there was some concern that his contract might have to be moved on to add something. Right? Yep. Um, you know, there was, uh, you know, there, that definitely was out there. But there's one way you can kind of end that talk, and that is to play well and contribute and win games. And they're doing all of those things right now, or he is too. Um, you know, I, I, Ken Holland will probably punt all this stuff into the offseason. Yep. Um, you know, actually, I, I will say this. I think there's a lot of teams you'll see right now before the deadline. They'll see, okay, um, are we going to we want to lock guys up? We want to take care of everyone. I know who's here. Although, if you're a team like the Oilers that wants to win the Stanley Cup, you'll keep a player or risk keeping a player uh, who's a UFA or has or an RFA or doesn't have a contract for next year just because you think they're important to win. So, I think Fogel is lately showing that he's going to be important to win. And in that case, uh, I'm sure you know they'll take their run at it. Honestly, Bob, and then Ken Holland can deal with it in the summer. We're joined by NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst Elliot Freeman. So, Elliot, uh, you know, it's interesting. You take a look at potential trade targets around the league, and I hate to do this for all our Flames fans out there, and I know how many yeah. of them there are, but they've got a couple guys that are really intriguing. Uh, one is Elias Lindholm. And the other one, obviously, in the back end is Noah Hannafin. It seems like we talk about these two guys every week. Where's your headspace yeah. at with where we're at right now with those two players in Calgary? Well, I still think with Hannafin, I mean, he, you know, I think he's got to make a decision. There's a there's an offer on the table, or there was an offer on the table that was basically verbally agreed to earlier in the season. Then everything, and then he kind of walked it back, and it's been kind of on again, off again. Um, you know, ultimately the player there is going to have a decision to make. Uh, Hannafin, I believe, is getting traded. I, I, I mean, look, I've been wrong before. Hannafin or Lindholm? Again. Sorry, sorry, Hanna. Yeah. Lindholm, I think Lindholm is getting getting traded. Um, and look, I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. But I would be shocked if. Lindholm ends up staying there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are in Edmonton tomorrow. They're in Seattle tonight. That's the second. You got, uh, we're actually pre-taping this interview because you got the Leafs game tonight. Um, so tough back-to-back again for Chicago. They got to fly back east with a uh, game that starts at 8 o'clock Edmonton time. They got to clear customs when they get here and then do the 40-minute jaunt into the city on the bus to get into town. But Peter Morazic, Jerry Johansson gets him signed to a two-year extension. So that's, what, three uh, two-year term extensions granted yes. by Kyle Davidson. He gets uh, Nick Foligno done, uh, Jason Dickinson, who has had a great season for Chicago this year, and now Morazic. Are you a little surprised on Morazic, or is this sort of circling back to what Kevin BX and yourself discussed last week, just in terms of getting some of the quality veterans done in Chicago having a bunch of space? Yeah, I was not. Once they got, you know, once they got Foligno done, it was trending that way. Um, and once they got Dickinson done, like I think I mentioned somewhere that I thought Morazic was staying. And you know, obviously they got it done. Um, you know, Chicago has to hit the floor. Uh, obviously, sometimes I think term hurts you more than AAV does. Um, you know, I think that. Uh, um, and in this case, term doesn't hurt you. Um, it's nothing too long. It's two years. They're off the cap before Bedard needs his extension, which we know is going to be massive. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the things that kind of happens is 
you can have all the young players you want. It's important, and they have a lot of them, and they have a lot of picks. But you do need pros. And, uh, you know, Dickinson's a good pro. Felino's a good pro. And Morazic's a good fit there. I mean, the other thing, too, about Morazic is, like, he's already played for a bunch of teams, right? Yes. So some of these teams that, you know, need goaltending, they already know him. Uh, or they've already had him, and they probably don't want to go back in that direction just because, you know, if it doesn't work a first time, how, might, how much does it work a second time, right? So I would think that the Blackhawks probably looked at what was available out there and said, you know what, we're happy with this guy. We might as well keep him. All right, and final one for you, specific to uh, the game you're doing tonight, the Maple Leafs, they ended up, what did they end up on that road trip, two and two? Yeah, yeah, I thought they played... Uh, I, I didn't like the start of the Vancouver game. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they, I, 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 your game I thought was a good game. Uh, Calgary, you know, they, uh, it was, they made it dicey. And the Seattle game was one of the best games they've played all year. But, you know, like, honestly, it's uh, nerves are frayed around here. There's no question about that, Bob. Well, in Seattle, you know, the orders are – Touch wood, completely healthy right now. Seattle had like yeah. five or six guys out that night. Yeah, a lot of guys. But you've got to take advantage of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, the, the, the Leafs have owned Seattle. So, yeah, Leafs have owned Seattle. Uh, slam dunk. Toronto goes out. Tree Living goes out and adds a defenseman. Uh, I'll say this: I, I don't know if it's a slam dunk for this year. I think it, I, I, but I definitely think he's looking. He absolutely wants to do it. I think before he signed Nylander and committed to signing him, I believe he was looking to see if that money could be better spent on a defenseman. I just, you know, Bob, you know, I, like I heard this about Toronto. I started going through all the teams, and I'm looking at it and saying, what difference-making defensemen are really available? And there aren't many available. Wow. And so I think what he's going to try to do is hit two or three singles, but the other thing is they don't have a lot of assets. They don't have a second rounder for a few years. They don't have a lot of great prospects. Um, you know, like uh, they don't they don't have a lot of great prospects. Um, and I just think they're being really careful of, of what they do. If they're going to give away their best stuff, it's going to have to be for a difference maker. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Elliot, you get the right D. The Edmonton Oilers with Matthias Ekholm in the lineup are 47-16-2. and two. You know, and he yeah, was... I mean, he's the right guy. Yep, it's worked out for him. Much appreciate your time. Have a great show. Thanks for joining us in Oilers now, Elliot. All right, Bob. Take care. That is Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott and Kellen Kennedy. It's 548 at Edmonton. It is time to pose a question for you, since Elliot talked about uh, the health of Ekholm and uh, McDavid, and he suggested that's the biggest factor. Texas on the Ashley Fine Forest. Te- text line 7804960063 what is the biggest reason for the Oilers turnaround is it McDavid and Ekholm getting healthy is it the coaching is it goaltender Stuart Skinner you is it support scoring further down the lineup you text you tell us you text us at 7804960063 we'll take a quick time out you're listening to Oilers now Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy with you. You can join New West Travel on an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April to watch the Oilers play the Stars. This New West Travel package includes 
Airfare, Four Nights Deluxe Hotel, great game ticket and reception with yours truly. Complete your trip with an optional AT&T Stadium Tour, National League Baseball game. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. Reach New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. We have a development in the National Football League. Zach Hyman's not going to be happy. He's lost his head coach, Jim Harbaugh, officially is going to go and coach the Chargers. So, Brennan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Can you name a city that's that's got that's had more than one professional sports team? So Buffalo lost the other night, heartbreaker. They've had lots of heartbreak over the years. They lost four Super Bowls. They've had good teams the last several years. Haven't been able to get over the top. They got the Sabers. Sabers have never won a Stanley Cup. Uh, the Bills never won a Super Bowl. Their last championship between those two teams was in 1965 when a guy named Jack Kemp, who later went on to be a politician in the U.S., uh, guided the Bills to back-to-back uh, then AFL championships. There's one city that's had a longer streak without a major championship that had two sports teams for a number of years. I just gave you the hint. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. The, so the Chargers, when they were in San Diego, and the San Diego Padres have never won. They've never won a World Series. And the Chargers have, they won the 63 AFL uh, championship, so they've never won. What do you think? Jim Harbaugh going to San Diego. Widler, uh, to L.A., you mean. Yeah, yes. widely. There you um, go. There you go. Yeah. Right. Widely rumored, right? So I think the big opportunity here is for him to work with Justin Herbert and an opportunity for Justin Herbert to work with a coach who can actually coach offense. So this is. Are you be, saying Brandon? What's his, was it? Brandon Staley. Staley yes. Yeah. Uh, wow. Decision making wise, I'm not sure I can recall somebody that I've I saw getting talked about very highly oh, yeah. regarded and then just Plummet. took it right down out yeah. of out yeah. of the job. So all right, uh, we asked our listeners to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. And they've come through. So what would you say is the primary reason for the turnaround for the hockey club? What do you think? Because Elliot keeps talking about McDavid and and Alcom. You can add McLeod, too. McLeod was not healthy at the start of the year. He's playing. Is it the health of the top players? Is it the coaching? Is it the goalie? Is it support scoring? What do you think it is? I'll I'll say coaching because that's the blanket statement for the team's morale, which to me is now much better suited for, uh, like I said earlier, playing in these close games. You can't say that it's been all McDavid and Ekholm when you're watching what Warren Fogle's done this season. You can't tell me that. You're down there during the game. So here's the thing. Uh, Cam and me, or Jack and me, when we're doing the games, we're on the eighth floor. Uh, when it's a regional TV broadcast, Jack and Louis, Jack's on the fourth floor and Louis's down at bench level. But we're up there on the eighth floor, as you know. Uh, and then I race down to do the intermissions uh, on the regionals. But I'm not at ice level, and I don't really have... Do you notice a different tone, a different level of composure in the Oilers players at the end, specifically after one, because they've often been behind at home? At, they haven't lost at home forever, but they're off. They've often been behind. Does it appear to be different than it was earlier in the year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can tell at the end of a win, now they're pretty excited about it. But even when they're having success, it doesn't really change, which I think is what we're seeing with Chris Knobloch. So, yeah, uh, they are, they're, they're very different. They know now that even down a couple of goals, that really hasn't taken them out of games against good teams, whether certain so-called hockey experts are willing to 
acknowledge that or not. All right, Gord from Vancouver Island says the team figured out defense wins games. Energy goes into defending, hence more support for Skinner and fewer goals against. You can text us, 780-496-0063. Donna in St. Albert says, my vote is for the health of McDavid and Ekholm. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Dean says, leading the pack by a whisker is depth scoring, and it's going to get better with Holloway back and Corey Perry here. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Maybe it was a bit of puck luck on top of some other things. I felt we should have won a few more games than we did at the start of the year. Again, 780-496-0063. JC says, Oiler success due to uh, first to the puck play for every player. Yesterday's second period is evidence of what happens when you don't have that. Because Edmonton got throttled in the second period. They had issues keeping up pace with a team that can really skate. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Big Bad Joe says, all the points you made, Bob, it's a combination of things. This texter says, out of Edmonton, Skinner making saves when needed. So what's the major reason for this turnaround? Uh, again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Dan from San Gudo. So we now have two guys texting us from San Gudo. Is that correct? What are the chances of that happening? <laughs> I think what you mean to say is both guys from San Gudo are texting us. Oh, nicely done, <laughs> Brendan. Yes, there you have it. Single collective reason why uh, this never-seen-before Alberta turnaround is because Knobloch utilizes every player in every scenario. He's got faith in the entire fabric of the team in all situations. His players enjoy it. Forwards all the way back to the net. The ice is being played differently. That one comes to us uh, from Dan and Sankuda. Reggie... Reggie and Red Deer. Oilers success, pucks in deep, late nights at Moe's Ports Parlor. There you go. Oh, man, you were too young for Moe's, Brennan. You should have seen it back in the day. That's all, The stuff that went on in that place. Oh. Again, you can text us, 780-496. Hey, we got to get this in. Uh, it's Mirko from Kamloops. Biggest reason is Paul Coffey. Brought back Oilers' identity. We make plays and we move the puck. Best way to defend is to have the puck no more trying to be the team that we aren't. Again, text us, 780-496-0063. Uh, Brian from Harlan says, a total commitment to back-checking and having a third forward high helps take away the Oilers' odd man rushes against, but it also gives the defense a chance to pinch and to maintain offensive flow, and they're doing that under Chris Knobloch. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. We've always had the ability to score. We struggled keeping them from shooting it in our net. I feel defense has made the greatest improvement, which has helped Skinner's game as well. We've got hundreds of texts coming in. Where are we going, Mr. Kennedy? Is it uh, with a global news weather traffic update? Do you got? Uh, do you know who's got it up next? Is it James Dunn? Uh, I think it's James Dunn. Yeah, James. Well, I think it's James. James is giving me the thumbs up. I I suppose all I needed to do was turn my head and see. But when you have massive shoulders and even a bigger head, sometimes it it's like Sputnik in here trying to get it going. All right, James Dunn's got a global news weather traffic update, and when we come back, Rob Brown for Montorio Homes.